solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter Six: Draco's Detour. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. <laughs> and this is Potter Watch. Uh, tis another sewed. Tis another sewed. Tis chapter six. Draco's Detour. Yeah. That's like a kind of like an us title. Yeah. It's like a JK title. Right, but then like we like to copy her by doing like alliteration titles and sometimes she doesn't do those and so now it's like an us title because we like almost always do like an alliterative I did do an alliterative title my I don't think mine (laughs) is actually oh no it is mine (laughs) but I went with a different letter Mm, okay w okay um worrisome wizard woes that's really good little weasley wizard wheezes i was trying to do something similar to that and i just i couldn't do it (laughs) i failed um my rename is a dying diagon oh sad it is sad but that's have a lucrative. It's shocking this chapter. Yeah, I have a sad note and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to it, but you're not gonna hold, hold on to it tight. Yeah. Please it, let it know you love it. Um what happened in this <clears throat> chapter? Um well I guess I can surmise it for you in a five seven five. Do you have the time? Oh yeah, I, I I can put aside um five okay. seven five seconds. Okay, great. Um a quiet alley, a flourishing Weasley set, a suspicious walk. Nice. Shopping trip. Board shop is at the top. Malfoy is given the slip. <laughs> Malfoy's given the slip is just a funny little line because it makes it seem like he's like a little I don't know why I like he's like a fox or something he's like swipe or no swiping I don't have a ton of notes for this chapter that's so funny because I have two and a half pages of no oh my goodness I like wasn't into this chapter really like interesting I mean I love like a lot of the stuff we get but like I wasn't feeling very like like I wasn't it was just like all maybe descriptive for me I don't know I was having a hard time like coming up with notes and like when I was listening to it like things weren't like popping in my head or like, oh, want to talk about that? Like, I don't know. I was just like, it, like, I enjoyed the chapter, but I didn't feel like, I don't know. I'm hoping that our discussion will make you like it more. Sparkle, yeah. Yeah, I liked this chapter. 
Um, it was fun. I mean, it's called Draco's Detour. So I was like predisposed to enjoy a chapter that has so much of him in it, even though he's such a little shit the whole time. Like he's actually beyond little shit now. He's kind of like graduated to a full on you know poo. So yeah, he's not like it's not like the old banter. No, he's bad. He's like a full death eater. So oh. <laughs> really uh confident with himself right now. Yeah, he's a really bad combo. Quite a mess, I would say. He's like in a bad way. In a bad way doing bad things. Shall we jump into the chap to the pensive? Let's jump. Jump in. Hey, jump out. I wonder how many times that exact reference has been made in terms of us starting the podcast. Um, should it become a new segment? Should I always reference? Um, I like when it's spontaneous. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's been done about, I'm going to go and make a bold like 60%. Wow, that's, that's bold. I think if, I think there's a 70% chance that if you or I say jump in, that I then make the reference. Yes, but I would say it probably is like only one in five episodes. Right. Okay. Start us off. Um, I love that Hermione's dreadful like Quidditch playing was compared to Ron's Quidditch playing. Like, Harry (laughs) Harry says that it was, they were playing a game, um, him and Hermione versus Ron and Ginny, and that Ginny was good. So it made the teams even, even though Hermione was terrible. And I think that is so rude to Ron. (laughs) I think it's kind of rude to both Ginny and Ron. I think Harry's saying that he's on we're both good. Yeah. And Hermione's terrible, but I'm excellent. So we make for a good team. It does sound like that. And I would just like to state that I think Ginny is definitively better at Quidditch than Harry. Uh, well, it's hard to compare because I, not as seeker, but. Well, not as seeker, but she's a chaser. Right, so it's hard to, like, compare positions. Like, is she a better chaser? both positions, and Harry can only be seeker. And she goes pro, and Harry doesn't. So Harry doesn't try to. Suck that, Potter. (laughs) Just let Ginny have this one, okay? All right. Sorry, I I was feeling a little, just a 10. I was like, I I disagree with him being like, she was good. Like, I think she's also excellent. But the context of the book is that, like, Harry is a prodigy at being seeker. Good for him. I'm just kidding. I'm proud of him. I'll let let him have it, too. They can both be good. Yeah. But give Jenny her credit, okay, Potter? What if Harry was just, like, after everything was like, I'm just going to pursue my lifelong dream of being a professional seeker? Um, I love reading fics like that. He deserves all the happiness in the world. 
I love Quidditch Harry. It's um, I don't think he's like, I don't think he has like the personality of a professional Quidditch player. So I don't actually think it's canon, but I do like it in fan fiction because I just think it's fun for him. Like it's a fun career path. I think it would take the fun out of it for him. Yeah, like it's definitely something he does as like a coping thing. Like it's his therapy a little bit flying so I don't think he should do it for a career um I always forget that Karkaroff and uh, Flo- uh Florian die I know well in the Florian thing it's like never really explained yeah and I just, like, I, I made a specific note about it this time because I wrote a fan fiction, the last fan fiction that I wrote, Florian still is alive in it. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> well, maybe, um, he I guess survived. My canon is that he survived. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, somebody, like, he just got into a tiff and it went badly, like, between him and a Death Eater. I don't know, like... I mean, Ollivander survives, so... Yeah. Didn't see Florian in that prison, though. Maybe somewhere else, with Grindelwald. Who also died. <laughs> yeah, but, like, he's in that same sort of prison. He just right. died like Grindelwald did. Um, I... Definitive proof. You're kind of quiet. Are you far away from your computer? No, I'm kind of close to my computer. I'm oh. as close as I possibly could be. Okay. I think I'm just talking quieter. I, is this better? Yeah. Um, I like the Regulus mention again. I think this is like maybe the second one for this book that they've dropped Regulus's name. Yeah. I can tell she's like figuring out how she's going to use him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Because I think the first time he's ever mentioned, I guess in the fifth one, like, I don't think she really planned that out. No. Well, like, I might come back to this, but I think now she's, like, planning that part out with the lock-in and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I- obviously, R-A-B, but. Regulus Octorus Black. But, yeah, I, um, I love this Regulus mention, too. It is interesting, though, because Lupin says, um, it was like, what does he say, like a few days or a few weeks? Yeah, he only made it a few days. Yeah, which isn't the case. I think it, I think it is. I think, well, I guess they don't really know at what point Regulus, um, decided he was no longer on board but I think that um whenever there was mutterings of it it was only a few days later that he disappeared yeah I guess that's true he just couldn't like destroy it in time he like couldn't figure out how to destroy it he doesn't try and destroy it he stays in the lake and tells creature right that's that's what I thought so I I guess I guess in my head, I don't know why I've envisioned it this way, but, like, the day that, like, Voldemort 
takes Regulus or whatever to that place or that he figures out about that place is the day he decides to go against Voldemort. And so it like, in my head, it's all one time. Mm. So when he said, when Lupin said days, I was like, I thought it, it was within a matter of hours. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant like it had been all this time. No, I think he had been planning it. And I mean, planning it, like, I think he'd been figuring things out and like talking. Yeah, about that makes more sense. I think it's just one of those things where it's like in my head, I had like, oh, this is how it went down. And it's just, there's, there is no specific way it went down. That's just how I interpreted it all of those many years ago when I read it for the first time. Yeah. Um. Also, I, we didn't really talk about this because I kind of forgot but the so Voldemort uses creature to do this thing and as far as Voldemort knows he left creature there to die and Regulus called him back which right therefore creature lived and then creatures like the whole crux of Voldemort's plan in the last one does Voldemort put together that that was the same house elf? I assume not. He didn't really think about it. Yeah, I don't think Voldemort really, like... Has a regard for that. Yeah, so it's, like, that thing that Dumbledore says where it's, like, he just doesn't appreciate elf magic or elves is, like, he doesn't see them as equals. So I don't think he would think to care that it was the same house elf, you know? Yeah. Um... I have some sassy notes about, huh? For Ron. Uh, Oh, no, I'm not quite there yet. What are your sassy notes for Ron? Oh, just that he's being a dumbass and um, Molly was like, oh, you think that Florian and Ollivander just went on holiday when he's like, what, you think someone's going to attack us in Diagon Alley? (laughs) Like, Ron, come on. Come on, buddy. No, um, my, um, my note is, um, I wonder if the choir leader at Hogwarts gets to use the prefect bathroom. Hmm? Where did you come up with that there's a choir leader? Well, I'm sure there is, like, a choir, um, president of the choir club or something. A... That would imply every club leader would get to use the prefix bathroom. I'm just trying to figure out if the arts are equally as supported as Quidditch at Hogwarts, Molly. They aren't. There is no art. There is a choir. Yeah, and I think Flintwig leads it. Yes, there is a student leader, and I'm all I'm saying is they should get to um, use the prefix bathroom, too. Okay. Does the Gobstones club leader get to use it? Um, the Godstones Club is a student-run organization as opposed to Quidditch and the choir, which is like a school-run organization. Well, there's no class for choir. There's no class for Quidditch. Well, they take it in their first year. A flying class. They don't take a Quidditch class. Quidditch is a big deal. Are I you- don't know why he gets the same 
pre like I don't get why he gets to use that bathroom it doesn't make sense yeah that that's really my point I don't get why he just just doesn't have access to like the Quidditch locker rooms yeah use that bathroom but um that was just really me being sassy <laughs> about sports in school getting but you also love Quidditch huh but you also love Quidditch. No, I just thought it was so weird that that was like a stipulation that he gets to use the prefect's bathroom because he's head of Quidditch. I, I feel like it's, she got like, um, she got backlash for not making Harry a prefect. So she was like, see, they all get the same privileges. It was in my plan the whole time. It made Hermione feel better, that's for sure. Oh, definitely. Also, she said our bathroom, again, begs the question, is there There's just one? one? There's one. It's a genderless bathroom. But it's also, like, in the open. Is it only one person at a time? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's, like, an occupied situation. Uh, that's a there's a lot of prefects and quidditch captains so that seems like you never get the prefect's bathroom to yourself hmm maybe there's one for each house nah no yeah because cedric uses it i don't know they never bathe of course (laughs) well didn't you know they have the spells so well they only talk about sharing after quidditch luckily but yeah i just i had some i had some real cues about the uh prefect's bathroom and i think it's just probably like a den of iniquity in there so i just don't think anyone's getting clean in the prefect's bath if you know what i mean (laughs) i do know what you mean um Harry had some, like, magical STIs after fourth year. I like that Bill was just able to get money out of Harry's vault. Like, I was thinking about that. Like, it must have been illegal for him to do that. Or they were like, yeah, that's fine. We trust you. Because Harry didn't even know he was going to do that. So it's not like he's like, saying. So I feel like it's like illegal. Like even if the bank was like, that's chill. I think it must not be legal. <laughs> yeah. We're going to let that one go. Yeah. Bill was being nice. Yeah. Um, okay, but wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm behind. I had so many little notes. Um, Jim Dale's voice for you're gonna be captain <laughs> so you're gonna be my captain right Harry if you let me back on the team haha <laughs> Jim Dale's voice for that line is so funny I was cackling for like 30 seconds Harry, this is so cool. You're my captain. If you let me back on the team, I suppose. Uh-huh. Um, stuck up his what? 
Excuse me? <laughs> Did you miss that part? Of yeah, the- at the bank. He's like, he had a sensory probe stuck up his you-know-where. They were checking to see if he was sneaking something in his rectum, just like prisons. I know. Hilarious. J.K. Rowling. Bill. William. William. <laughs> Maybe uh, Flurry isn't as vanilla as you <laughs> I'm not even touching that one anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, I said I have a love-hate relationship with this, this new description of Diagon Alley. Like, I love it because I think it really shows how, like, wartime has changed things, but I hate to see it like this. (laughs) Yeah, um, kind of makes you think about how things are out in the world right now, like, quickly your shopping, not talking to anyone. Not really traveling in groups so much, <laughs> but um, I was like, yay, Hagrid. It's just like book one. And then this is where my thoughts started to go down. Oh, no. Full circle, sad face. Next trip will be to break into Green Gods. Yikes. Although we come full circle in a lot of ways. Like, she's definitely, um, she's definitely referencing this first Diagon Alley trip a lot to show, like, the difference. Like, meeting Draco again in is, like, she is making some direct parallels here. It's really lovely. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, lovely, like, well done. Yes. See, that's what I meant by I have a love-hate relationship with it. Like, I think it's extremely well done. I think it's sad, but... Here we go. Uh, Draco... <laughs> uh, Jim Dale's voice for older Draco sounds like Snape. So I'm excited to, like, hear what they sound like together in this book because I think his older Draco voice sounds a lot like his Snape voice. If they heard him, why didn't they just, like, turn around and leave and then be like, we're just going to come back later and not fuss with that? You know why they did it. Hermione doesn't want to be there. And she has the most reason to be afraid. For sure. But they're not going to, like, run away from Draco. Not run away, but, like... To them, that's what it would feel like. Like, if they heard him and then they turned around to leave, it would be like him winning without there even being a fight yeah everyone's just being so bold and it stresses me out for sure madam i feel bad for madam malkins but i also am like you should really kick the racists out of your shop madam malkin like she fully was like like if i were in a store and someone called me the n-word And the shop owner was right there helping that person. And her response was to be like, all right, like, don't fight in my store. I'd be like, um, fuck you. I'm never coming back here again. Yeah. To be fair, I would kick them both out. Because, like, I think Harry might raise his wand first. 
And that's just like, just take it outside. Both the both of you is. Uh, I don't know. Like if I were her. Yeah. I just, I, I have, I don't know how I felt about Madame Malcolm's reaction to the whole situation. She seemed annoyed by the golden trio. And I was like, I feel like this is a weird stance to take. Madame Malks. I think, yeah, but the Draco had an adult with him. And I think for some reason she found that more comforting, even though it's Narcissa. <laughs> and Narcissa was not helpful. She's like that parent that lets their kid like kick you in the back of the airplane and they don't, they're like in your chair in an airplane and she didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, how dare you talk to my child like that? I'm like, well, tell your child to stop kicking my chair. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that Madame Malcolm's right. Oh, no, I, I, that was more towards Narcissa, not towards you. She, she's, like, very scary in this chapter. I was like, Narcissa, you want to take a pill of the chill variety? Why are you so rude? Um, Harry also is, like, he's, like, he's a loser. Lucius, <laughs> I was, like, like fair but like come on like you're just really sticking the needle you know to be part of this phrase thing that like he's 16 I feel like he should not be like Lucius like that's kind of an understatement like yeah. Lucius a loser like <laughs> Harry also like even though Harry was right, like, it was Harry's fault that he's, like, in there. So, like, I just wouldn't go, like, goading, you know? <laughs> I might. I, I I don't think that's Harry's fault. Like, Harry wasn't the one that started with the name calling. Like, Draco was fully, like, calling his friend a racial slur. And then his dad was, like, a Nazi. So... I I think I would maybe call him out on it. I'd be like, um, are you are you really taking this stance right now? Wait until you're in prison, just like you're a racist father. Bye, Draco. Yeah. I just I don't think that he's wrong for like that. I just mean like he he's better than that, I guess. I think he's better than the word loser, but I don't have a problem with him like standing up for uh for Hermione and for like I don't want him to let it slide either yeah so, I think it's yeah I definitely don't think he should have like been like okay that's fine or like ignored it I guess like not like stooping quite that low so like I don't know. I just the loser just felt really the like bad. The losers. I'm. It just feels like you got childish. Anything else? It is so childish. Yeah. If he just like yeah said like or you could end up in prison like your father like that would have been fine. Yeah. Like I yeah. If he had taken more of a high road and been like, all right, like. Just keep talking that him. way, keep thinking that way, and I'll see the rest of your family in Azkaban. Exactly. You know? Just, you know, leave it at that. Yeah. Um, the name calling just felt like, one, like, down to their level, and two, yeah, just, like, childish. Um, Narcissa's language back to Harry here 
is so similar to Lucius's language earlier. Like when she's like, one day um, you're not going to have Dumbledore there to protect you. Oh, yeah. And it made me have this cute little anecdote in my head of the Malfoy family all sitting at dinner and them having this same conversation over and over again. Like there's you know, the way that my family might have like a frustrating conversation over Trump because we're it's like a common enemy we're all just frustrated by. It. So they just keep on being like, yeah, and he thinks he's so brave and so big, but if he didn't have Dumbledore, he would be nothing. He'd just be this puny, unimpressive kid. And then like Snape's over for dinner and he's like, oh yeah, he has, he is nothing, not a talented bone in his body. And just, yeah. He gets lucky every time. <laughs> Perfect Potter, Saint Potter, pothead. And they're definitely, like, I feel like they're now explicitly saying that Narcissa herself is not a Death Eater, if it wasn't already clear before, just because she hasn't been there, but, because he says, like, why don't you get some of your Death Eater pals to do Mm -hmm. something about it, like, implying that she's not a Death Eater, and I thought that was, like, J.K. Rowling's, like, saying that she's herself is not a death eater oh I don't interpret that line that way I like I I I think that includes her in that I don't think it or I don't think it does one or the other like I would say um if I was speaking to like a Nazi I would say why don't you get some of your Nazi pals to do you know like I would just group it feels like a phrase that could just group her in with that too yeah I just thought it was like weird to say it like that I think because because then uh Madame Malkins is immediately like oh that's a terrible thing to accuse someone of so she also agrees that Harry is looping her in with the Death Eaters yeah he says going to get a few Death Eater pals to do us in are you like you're gonna enlist some Death Eaters to take care of us yeah also she hasn't been at anything I mean I don't um I don't know if she is or not that wasn't me taking that say I just didn't interpret that specific line that way like I think she's a follower not a death eater yeah I don't think she's definitely not like front lines I don't know if she gets the mark I just don't yeah I don't know it's unclear but I don't think so she's not called in the um She's not called in the fourth one. She's not right. at the ministry. So I don't think she's definitely not like a main. Yeah. And I kind of have this note more later when Malfoy does give her the slip. But the fact that he like so does not want her to be part of his plan and everything implied like to me meant that one, he's like trying to show that he's like can do this on his own. Like he's an adult. Mm-hmm. And that he's, like, can take care of her and, like, the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think if she was, like, a Death Eater, like, for real, like, I think he would not quite take the same approach. Um, and, it, well, I guess I'll just talk about this now since we're kind of talking about it. Like, he's, like, don't tell my mom. And he doesn't tell her anything that's going on. 
does he not know that she knows that he has this task? Like, does he think that it's like... No, I think what probably happened is she's been fighting him on it. So she's, maybe she said, maybe she even offered, let's go, get, go away. You don't have to do it or something like that. Or she, or she's been like really anti him doing it. So like Voldemort or um, proposed this to him as like, a, this is how you can make your family better. And she was like, no, let's not do it. It's not worth it. I think she's just been talking him out of it. So she, he's like, I can do it. I'm going to prove to her that I can do it, like you said. And he's yeah. just, I think he's trying to keep it from her because she, one, he probably doesn't want to worry her. And two, he probably just doesn't want to hear about it from her. He doesn't want to keep, like, um, yeah. and he's probably, he knows his mom. He probably thinks that if he tells someone the plan that she'll enlist somebody to help with him, like she already has, you know? Yeah. I think... I was just trying to imagine, like, how this, like, played out. And I assume that, like, Draco wasn't in, like, the room alone with V-Mort. I assume that, like, Bellatrix and Narcissa were, like, there. Oh, of course. And it was, like, a, I have this, like, special task for Draco. And then they were, like, okay. And then, like, they were all there for it, I guess. Although I do think it was probably, like, a private conversation I don't know. I, I think I can see Narcissa. No, maybe not. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're there the whole time. Like, or I was like, maybe she just knows that he has a job, but she doesn't know exactly what it is. Or, I mean, she yeah. obviously does, but yeah. she doesn't know that she knew exactly what it was. But I think they right. all have to know it's to kill Dumbledore like I think they must I mean I know that Narcissa does know the whole plan because that's what she's talking to Snape about but I didn't know Draco knew how much she knew I guess yeah that was more my question yeah I don't know um I feel like he could I think I feel like he would be dumb to assume that she wouldn't know the that part of the plan like even if he didn't tell her that she would figure it out yeah but um, like Bellatrix is obviously helping him with stuff yeah so I think he just wants to do it on his own and he knows his mom will help she's probably been bugging him about let me help you then at least like and she definitely babies him she's like he he wants to be Mr. Big Britches and it's like too much. Yeah. Um, okay, so when Draco tries to like come after Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and he trips over his robe, it's <laughs> so embarrassing for him. It's so funny. Yeah, but it's like not. I mean, Ron laughs like yes, <laughs> but like then they just move on. I'm like, that's a big deal. <laughs> Like, you guys, you really are not appreciating the brilliance that is that moment where he trips trying to come after you. Like, that's the most embarrassing thing. And he shows uh, presumably no embarrassment. Maybe he gets a little pink in the cheeks. 
How could you not? And then, like, Narcissus is, like, steadying him. <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I forgot to actually make a note about that part. I think I was, like, I'm stressed at this scene when I was doing the notes. So I, like, just wrote, like, two things about it. <laughs> what year of prejudice do you think this is in the wizarding world? So, like... It's in comparison to real history. Like, what I'm trying to figure out what this time period is really like, where... Um, I think I can answer this, or at least think about it in this way. I think that the parent generation is in stuck in, like, the 80s mindset um, and a little bit, like, late 70s. And, like, Harry's generation is, like, late 90s and stuff where it's like not like understanding like what all the history is but like knowing that there's history there I I I feel like it's gotta be later yeah I feel like it has to be later because it's it's weird it's weird the the tone of the wizarding world because it's like Especially with, like, the slughorn and stuff. It's just... I mean, it's hard to... It's not fully... I Yeah, I feel like it's gotta be, like, we are in the 80s. So, like, the prejudice is still, like... Yeah, if you're a good person, racism is wrong. But, like, it's an it's still, like, an acceptable, like, mindset to have. Because I feel like post-war, second war is when it's like, oh yeah, it's totally bad to like think blood purity. But I still, I feel like in the wizarding world, like yeah, saying like mud blood is bad, but blood purity is still like a commonly held belief. I wonder um, what I'm thinking of it, obviously more in terms of like America and race, Mm -hmm. um, but being that it's in like the UK where like obviously they have a lot of race issues but they're very different I think not very but they are different than the United States yeah they have a different history I would almost like probably and I'm not me like J.K. Rowling has made this comparison it's probably more akin to like how Germany dealt with um or how people that like follow the Nazi party or whatever um fell after World War II where like some people like went so hard in the opposite direction that it became like so taboo to like even remotely seem like you were anti-Semitic but like clearly there are people that still have those views and like I'm sure there was like a weird transition like of things kind of like evening out to the point that where now they're probably very progressive in terms of uh, <clears throat> prejudice I I assume I don't really know that much about Germany but I'm yeah I guess maybe a better way to think about it I don't know about Germany specifically because I know they were like very, that was like extremely taboo and stuff like that but I do know um I was watching specifically call me by your name the other day and it's set in like 80s um in the 80s in Italy and even like Europe's response to like Jewish people is like (laughs) 
it was like weird. You wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily want to wear your Star of David out. You know, it, it was so dicey. It was like, it wasn't. Yeah, I think that's a much easier comparison where it's like, yeah, like no one's gonna throw you in a concentration camp anymore, but there's still like a stigma about it. Yeah, and like on paper, we're not going to discriminate. Right. um, Yeah, I think, or like, I guess to think of an American version, I guess you could think about like LGBT um, individuals. Right. Um, like right now yeah like in the 80s it was it was a tough time um <laughs> and now it's like very much I mean not very but like a lot more normalized oh for sure it's a lot more, it's it's way more talked about it's I how did we get here how did we get here? Oh, we were talking about, oh, you were talking about like what era of racism we're in. Yes, I just get, I just tangented <laughs> us. Um, I'm on you know poo. Yes, same. Incredible. Forge, that's an inspired name. <laughs> and I love Mrs. Weasley's reaction. She's like, they're gonna end up dead. Murdered <laughs> in the beds. <laughs> No, they're not. Which I am like, what would, if a Death Eater's like, you know, visiting the ice cream shop for whatever reason, moving on down the road there, Ollivander's, and then they just see that sign out of the corner of their eye. Are they just like letting that go? Like, I'm just feeling like, you would think they would like try and like do a spell at the like, at the glass, like, they would be breaking and entering. Maybe they're on strict instructions to, like, in and out. Yeah, I don't know. But they have a really fragile ego that they couldn't, like, let that go. I mean, that's an, that's a pretty serious call out. Um, yeah, like, I'm more on Mrs. Weasley's side like that's oh it's definitely like a bold statement it's like being like it's like when iron man's like uh, address yeah he's like why don't you come find me (laughs) the mandarin (laughs) um and then he like almost gets his wife killed so yeah, because, you know, Tony wasn't his best move. I just said, like, I love everything about this, like, as in the store and everything. Again, I was like, I don't have a lot of notes, mostly just, like, I love all of it. Same. <laughs> well, I, almost all of it. I adore this store. I adore it. I love that they're successful. I love the idea of a daydream potion or charm sounds really, really cool. This whole, the whole magic of it. I had cues about why it's 16 and up. I'm just going to let you guys simmer with that one. Uh, just for like safety. Mm-hmm. Remember when they used to test on first years? Yes. Not a best, not their best business strategy, I would say. 
my one of my notes was about their like safety stuff. I, did you have a note before that? I meant like the defense against the dark arts stuff. Um. Uh. Yes. Sorry, I couldn't understand one of my notes. I was like staring at it, trying to read my handwriting. Uh, I'm, I, uh, my next note was just like, that I, it's cute that they have a muggle section. Just oh, yeah, I think that's cute too. And like kind of inspired or like definitely inspired by Arthur. Oh yeah. It's so cute. Um, but <laughs> I just want, sorry, go ahead. I said, now I'm at the defense section. I love magic just because this like is capable. And then Forge is just so talented. They also like created so much stuff in four maybe five months because I was trying to think of when they left school to like the summer it couldn't have been that long there I said they are incredible oh yeah like they're so they're so so talented and like Hermione's impressed I'm impressed. I just am, I, I am, like, so proud of them. Molly's impressed. Like, if Molly Weasley's, like, this is a good idea, then. Like, they're getting, like, the ministry is buying equipment from them. Which That's is also just funny. Like, they were like, you'd be surprised at how many people can't do a shield charge. <laughs> I feel like no one that works at the ministry like, they should not be able to do a shield charm. Like, they should have, like, what's their training? Like, why can't their aurors do that? Why is there? I don't think it's for aurors. <laughs> they said it's for, like, the support staff. Yeah. Like, Reg. Reg Catamole. Exactly. Um, love potions aren't consent forged. Yeah, this was the only thing I was, like, not a fan of. They're disgusting. And why are they only for witches? I think that boys would have more, like, need for this because no witch is going after some of these um, young gentlemen because they suck. Well, yeah, and I was, like, and they are, I was, like, don't be so heteronormative, Forge. How do you know that they're going to use the love potion on boys? Yeah. I was just, why can't boys use them? And then it's like, oh, that's too date rapey. No, it's still date rapey both ways. Any way you slice it. If it's boy for boy, girl for girl. It is binary for non-binary. It is not okay. And we stand here and say that. There's a lot of question mark moments in this little section. Um, stop slut shaming your sister. Um, I just like that Jenny can hold her own against their bullshit. Yeah. Like, she was like, um, actually, um, I'm only dating Dean. And he's like, did you date Michael Corner? And she's like, yeah, that's two. Michael couldn't handle losing. And now I'm dating Dean. That is one, two people. Not if I did date five guys, none your business. None your business. Ron, I would appreciate you not reporting my business to them. And then I would appreciate you getting the fuck out of my business. Like, I'm, like, allowing that to pass a little bit more than the love potion because, one, it's like, okay, they're, like, being protective 
to their sibling, which isn't like amazing, but like fine, that's whatever. And because Jenny can hold her own. The love potion thing is more concerning on the whole. <laughs> yes. Um, it's such a big plot point in this book though, so we can't like cut it. So yeah. I think the end result is that we know that it's not okay. I think, doesn't Harry even say that or Ron or something? I know they said about the darkness powder. They're like, they need to be more careful about who they're selling it to. But that's also like not that fair to them. Like they can't really control who's like getting their product. Right. And um, Molly Wobbles uses a love potion. What? Doesn't she? Molly, doesn't Molly, doesn't she joke with them about using one when she was younger with Arthur? You, you might be right. I, um, I remember this. When they're like there for Christmas? Yeah. I know they're doing the cauldron full of hot, strong love. I know, no, no, I know. But I have this like memory of her joking with like potentially Tonks and Jenny. And, like, I'm sure Hermione's there, too. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and they're I, like, I remember you, like, with Dad. Like, ha, ha, ha. They, like, play, like, a, they joke with her about it. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember specifically if she was, like, I used one or, like, oh, maybe. I considered using one. I don't know. Yeah. I just have that. I have, like, a memory of that in my head. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And then my next note says a two-finger salute, Aaron, Because he does, like, a crude hand gesture. Oh. And I was thinking it was, like, the UK two fingers. Not good. I'd be pissed if I, like, had to pay at my sibling's store. But I also probably wouldn't, like, just assume I could take whatever stuff I wanted. <laughs> Quite a pile. But also, they're making so much bank. Like, they can just give Ron some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're making Jenny pay for it. I really think it's just Ron. Yeah. I well, think they might get one. A hard time. Yeah. Although, honestly, their acne line, is it successful? Like, like that's a big moneymaker. It sounds like it. Are they the proactive of the wizard? From uh, boils to blackheads. I mean, I want some right now. I've got blackheads on my schnoz. Well, my skin has been so bad in quarantine, and I don't know why. Yeah, I really, I'm, I'm going to text my friend Megan, who's good with skincare, and see if she has, like, recommendations for how to fix my skin, because I'm just done looking like an adolescent. I want to be a grown-up. I want to have flawless skin. Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, not being in the sun very much. Maybe. But it's definitely worse than, like, normal. It probably has something to do with, like, not being in the sun very much and not getting like the same amount of like exercise every day it, like just affects everything yeah um I'm at my notes about like Draco that I already said about like having to be like proud and all that stuff and the mom mommy issues 
Yeah, I love that Harry's like, he got away from mummy. <laughs> Uh, yeah um um I'm glad Ron and Hermione support going on this like little investigation about what Draco is doing but yeah uh, this yeah Malfoy is really like big for his riches right here and proving himself the way he's talking to Borgen and um and i just i feel it's it's funny listening to this malfoy in comparison to like harry ron and hermione which we're like looking at them in the context of the weasleys right now and we went to a scene where they were very much teenagers and draco feels like he is on a different stage in life like he is a grown man right now trying like with the weight of the world on his shoulders trying to work out some shit so it was just interesting that contrast um I like that the only shop in Nocturne Alley is Borkin and Burks but it is a little bit more full circle with the second trip to Diagon Alley we're just tying up all those loose ends but this is the only shop <laughs> the only one um in fan fiction they like to give it like a lot more places which I think is good like maybe post-war people are like buying up some of that real estate and it's still like for places that aren't you know kid friendly so it's like a nightclub or maybe like a cool like hip bar or apothecary or something like that but it or like a restaurant that's you know secret yeah adults only Adult only. Nocturne Alley is the place to be. <laughs> does, do you think Borgen does end up helping him fix it? Or is he just like, I don't know how to do it. You're on your own, kid? Oh, no. I, think, I think Malfoy fixes it. Draco fixes it. Because he just says, like, will you be able to help me? And he's like, well, not without looking at it, but I'll try. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. Um, I love the line where Draco says, um, what would I look like carrying that down the street? Wh I don't believe you can carry it down the street. No, I think he does mean the necklace. Oh, yeah. Okay, see, I assumed it was the second vanishing cabinet. No, because the other one's already at Hogwarts. Yeah. Right, but, okay, I see. This makes a lot more sense. And then he says, keep that one, keep that one safe, and then I want to put that on hold or something like that. Don't let anyone buy no, it. I just assumed they were both the same thing. Like, don't let anyone else buy the second vanishing cabinet. Um, but it makes total sense that he's referring to the necklace. It's just the way that it's worded in that, because we're only hearing... Draco's side of the conversation we can't see what he's pointing to I was like is he referring to the he can't carry that vanishing cabinet down the street what but, are you talking about but like um he could just carry it like in a bag like yeah, why you put it in his backpack <laughs> you're not wearing it it's poisonous or whatever Uh, 
Um, we already talked about him not telling Narcissa. Um, um, I'm to Hermione. Same. This is just, it's so funny. I just, I have no, like, I, I had no words. I just kept laughing at her, like, checking her hair and then presumably trying to, like, almost flirt with Morgan to get him information. That's my friend, Draco Malfoy. I'm trying to get him a birthday present. It's also funny because, like, I was thinking, like, if any of them could have done it, but they're all so, like, good and earnest. They can't be, like, subtly, like, oh, I might be here for, like, illicit. Like, they're so... Yeah, like, just imagine the look of Hermione going in there. It was, was like, morning, terrible day out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like when, um, when I was, like, in middle school and I was wearing, like, my pink skirt and my bubble and my like uh, powder blue top and I was walking into Hot Topic like I'm here to get my Harry Potter birth <laughs> and I was like clearly I do not belong here but um yeah that it was just Hermione do better you are not subtle like, I think she was probably the, their best bet, but... Oh, for sure. For sure their best bet. I think this was the wrong way to go about it. Certainly. Like, seconds after he left. So, uh, and he, if he was just keeping anything on hold, I wouldn't want him to get him the same thing. How embarrassing. I like that Borgen, he's just like, I've been around, girl. Like... Yeah, like, first of all, you look nothing like anyone who would be friends with Draco. Let's start there. <laughs> I didn't have any more notes. Um, I think it's funny that when Ron calls her out on it, <laughs> and it's a bit obvious, and she's like, oh, what would you have done, master of mystery? That's Ron. Hilarious. That's the end of my notes. Just like them fighting about that is really funny. Yeah. And then lying to Mrs. Beasley. Oh. Naughty, naughty. I've said my feelings on it. Um, quiz? Quiz, 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 quiz. Yeah, sure. What was the boy that was trying to steal? What was he trying to take? Um, he had his hand in a, a like bucket full of It was edible. Yeah, like it wasn't was I I don't know why I think it, it I don't 
think it's something that makes you sick. I think I'm thinking of something. It does. It makes you sick. That's what it says. Okay, great. It's um edible dark marks. Yes, the dark marks make you sick. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is Forge's employee's name? I like looked at that and I was like, I gotta remember that. It's like um Verita? You're so close. Verda or something like that? Verity. Verity. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was like kind of an odd name. I noted that too. And I love that they have like an employee. And you know, that she was like, Mr. Weasley, Mr. Weasley. <laughs> How many points did you give this chapter? I gave it 88 points. I gave it 79. Yeah, I like this chapter a lot. I love the, I just, I, I'm so proud of the boys. I love them. They were my champ, Forge. Sam. Sam's the, uh... yeah, Sam's the love potion and the slut shaming. I, I didn't take off um, points for that. And I had to give the rat to uh, Mr. Malfoy. Yeah, I, there's really no other choice unless it was Narcissa, but no, uh, Draco definitely earned his rat title today. And um, my tattoo would be the Weasley Wizard Weezes logo. Yeah, that's what I said. Or um, I said a, a detailed, like, uh, picture of like I really love the 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 prop art of like the different items in their store so maybe like I like the kind of almost like 20s looking logos on some of their products yeah and, so a detailed one of their products would be a cute tattoo and like I mean it's obviously in this chapter but maybe more from the first book I would consider like the street sign that says like Diagon Alley or something. Oh yeah, that would be cute. Diagonal, of course. Oh, yes. Um, Diagonally. Diagonally. Well, next chapter, they're on the train. Chapter seven, the Slug Club. The Slug Club. I'm so excited. Um, uh, this is another, oh. We get so many of my Slytherins in this next chapter. Lazy Beanie. Pansy Parkinson. Oh my god. Morris Slughorn. Um, well, write us a review and um, drop us an owl and stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum.